Welcome in everybody to Scouts Eye on Pro Football for this Thursday, August 6th. We uh, again apologize for being absent a little bit uh, as we are dealing with some transition of expansion of shows as well as uh, some technical issues. So um, that uh, kind of jumped on us. So we're going to get it straight. We're just trying to, uh, right now I'm uh, getting pulled into a number of different directions trying to oversee all the expansions, but really working out well. And I thought uh, that we would uh, spend the time to try to get all of that secured before the start of the season. Yes, I'm optimistic there's, there's going to be a season and we're going to have a lot to talk about. So really, really excited that you're with me. Um, again, for those of you that have maybe lost us a little bit in the transition, uh, we are here Tuesdays and Thursdays to break down college football and the NFL. This is Scouts Eye on Pro Football. Uh, we also have Scouts Eye on College Football. That's where you can send your questions in if you got them, uh, and we will um, take care of them right here, uh, address it for you. Uh, it's also uh, where we're going to break down the college game, obviously, and talk about the information, um, the analysis, everything from recruiting to player evaluations to coaches, teams, We've got that for you. On this show, it is all about pro football. It's about the NFL. It's about the draft. It's about NFL players. It's about teams. It's what's going on in the league. We've got it all for you. And we're so grateful that we are brought to you by Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation. Um, if you got a business and you wish to set up a 401k, for example, for your employees, or if you left a job and you had a 401k and you wish to roll it over to an IRA, whatever your needs are, they can help you. In fact, if you got any questions on money management, investments, or just want to speak with someone to see if you're on track to your financial goal, uh, Eddie Rojas and his team at 401k Generation is who you need to reach out to today. Call Eddie and the team at 1-866-998-5879. And the best part, I don't know if it's the best part, it's another great part that they're licensed in all 50 states so wherever you are listening to this podcast they can absolutely help you um back to the podcast you can listen to all of the podcasts that i do um as well as everybody in the network the Landry Football Network, by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. That'll take you signing up there. That'll get you all the podcasts. What are you going to get? You're going to get uh, this show. You're going to get the film room show that Scott Seidenberg and I do. You're going to get um, a pro football show each and every night. That is run from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern time. You're going to get fantasy football show. You're going to get college shows um, with each and, for each and every conference. You're going to get the recruiting shows. You're going to get a Friday night high school show. You're going to get an NFL draft show that's going to be starting on the 21st of August. Um, we got it all for you. And how do you find it? Very simple. Go to LandryFootball.com. Hit follow Chris on Twitch, and it'll take you right to the Twitch page. 
which is twitch.tv slash chrislandryfootball. We'll take you right to the Twitch page, and you can watch all these shows live. That's what we encourage you to do. That way you can interact with the show hosts, um, and we'd really appreciate you doing that. If you go and um, give them a like, uh, give them a hit the heart button and follow them, that's how we're doing it. That is the modern age, folks. People want to hear it, see it, touch it, feel it. Well, that's what we're doing for you. We've got for you um, the show live. Then if you want to consume it via uh, LandryFootball.com, you can listen to it there. If you want to hit, get a download to your mobile device, you can do that as well. So we've got all the mechanisms for you. And, of course, a reminder to get the detailed behind the film room, inside the film room analysis of the college game, of the pro game. That's what a membership to LandryFootball.com will do for you. So check it out today. Take advantage of the scouting season offer. It's going away in about a week. It's going back to the regular price. So take advantage of it now. Get set for the season Get set for recruiting. Get set for the draft. Get set for free agency. Uh, we'll take you through a calendar year. So check that out today. Um, just sign up again for the scouting season offer that is up. Um, the latest going on around the NFL is still about, as camps are opening up, who's in, who's out, who is – Deciding to sit out, what are the options? We told you this for some time, that this was going to be an issue. Some players might opt out, and that certainly is the case, has been the case. Um, early Thursday morning, Chiefs third-round pick Lucas Nang has opted out of the season. Um, you know that um, Sam Beal opted out for the Giants. you got the complete list. You can just go to LandryFootball.com and see who's opting out, who's in. Um, But the reality is the deadline is today at 4 p.m. Eastern. And, you know, it's important because we've got a few that have opted out, but that's opted out with the benefits, meaning getting in an accrued season. And those things, it's really important. Opting out later on, it's going to be much more cumbersome and complex and less likely. So as we kind of sit there and see, there's some players that obviously are key players that are going to have a great deal of uh, an effect, them not being there on their team. So keep that in mind. Um, We're here to take a look at it and analyze it for you because that's all part of roster management Roster discussions, right? If you have injuries during training camp, the early part of camp, those are huge discussions to have. But there's also um, this year an added situation, as you well know. Um, some other news around the league that the the Bills have restructured stuff on Diggs' contract, which is uh, interesting. And uh, 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 I say interesting, it's uh, reduction of salary uh, in the later years of his contract. It's an insignificant move for Diggs. But it does give them a little bit more flexibility 
um, his former team, the Vikings, uh, looks like Ezra Cleveland is a candidate to start at right guard. Um, uh, he is someone that can really help them, and I think he's a better guard, at least initially, than being on the outside. But we're going to watch that and monitor that for you as things progress. Um, the Cardinals signed Andre Patton, formerly of the Chargers. He uh, was the third receiver for the Chargers last year. Wasn't real productive. They also signed Kendall Bryce, the safety, formerly of the Packers. Um, some words out of New York with the Jets. Um, interesting that you hear some of these comments that are you, – you, you wonder how they're placed for certain strategical reasons. You're hearing a lot of positives about Le'Veon Bell and how motivated he is, worked hard, excited about the season. Um, so it's going to be interesting uh, to see what type of role he has this year in this team. Uh, <clears throat> the Raiders, um, Greg Olson, their offense coordinator, tells me that Henry Ruggs is going to start in the slot for them this year. Um, Bruce Arians has said that Ronald Jones is the main guy in the backfield, even though they shine LaShawn McCoy. And you got Keyshawn Vaughn. That's kind of how they're going to play it. Um, hearing good things about Austin Hooper and his early development in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Actually, spending time in Texas with Baker Mayfield to get ready for the Cleveland season. Um, hearing good news out of Baltimore from Marquise Brown. Put on some good, solid weight. Really good shape. So excited to see what he can do. I'm curious to see today as... The opt-out deadline approaches if Tredavious White uh, is going to decide to play or not. He's considering opting out. It would be a massive blow if he sat out the season. He's one of the better corners <clears throat> on a really good defense, That a team that has a lot of high hopes. Going to be real interesting to see. Um, the Niners are kicking the tires on Deion Jordan, formerly of the Raiders. Of course, they've got, um, you know, uh, some really good players there, D. Ford, Nick Bolza. Um, Deion Jordan was a bust by the Dolphins in the 13 draft, no question on it. And Albert Wilson has um, has opted out of the season for the Dolphins, and um, that's the, the, the latest there. Uh, I want to get into a couple of things. <coughs> um, I'm going to talk about the, the uh, South today of the NFC, uh, but a couple of more things I want to – news and nuggets. In addition to starting out Henry Ruggs in the slot, Greg Olson, the coordinator of the Ravers, Ravens – Raiders, excuse me, tongue-tied here. They are planning, he tells me, to put some um, quarterback stuff in for Lynn Bolton. Um, they think he can be a running back, and they think he can do some of those things that I don't know. The hot topic is the Taysom Hill role. Well, you know, I think that that is something that it's going to be interesting to see, but the fact that he made mention of it and actually volunteered, it's pretty pretty interesting because I do think that they're going to have some sort of a package and develop them there. Um some more news, uh, uh, Travis Benjamin's another guy on the list of the opt-outs. 
um, as well. And, um, and I'm trying to think anything else that is pertinent. We've got a lot more information um, uh, in Landry football. I'm not going to go through all of it. It takes too much time. We're going to kind of streamline this a little bit. Um, uh, Matthew Stafford kind of watching on his situation with his home and if there's any decision there. Don't get the indication that he's going to opt out, but we don't know. Um, um, oh, some other notes on the opt-outs. The NFL is going to have some narrow exceptions and guidelines for players to opt out of the 2020 season after Thursday's opt-out deadline. So a player is going to be able to opt out if he's diagnosed with a high-risk condition or if he's a member of a family. A mem he has a family member who's hospitalized with his condition. So, meanwhile, um, you know, just to clear that up, so it, it doesn't mean it's a hard-line rule that obviously in the sensitive world we live in, look, you got to – and they've extended the deadline. You've got to today until 4 p.m. Eastern to opt out of the season for full benefit. If you go beyond this, then it's not going to be the same. You will have the option to opt out, but you're going to have to have tested positive which obviously makes sense then to opt out, or if you've got somebody in your family that is in a difficult situation uh, being tested positive uh, or if you've got a health issue, then or you develop one, then that exception is going to be made. So just the latest there. Uh, the deadline for NFL teams to promote practice squad players to the game day roster has been extended to 90 minutes before kickoff. Teams usually have until 4 p.m. the day before a game to move a practice squad player onto the roster. But with the potential for players testing positive for COVID the night before or day of the game, the league and the NFLPA decided to extend the window for practice squad activations. So um, this is going to create, for you fantasy guys, some chaos. Um you know, as to who to start, who to play, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, from a football standpoint, a reality football standpoint, it makes a whole lot of sense. It gives you some flexibility. Um, one of the interesting divisions, it's been for a while, is um, the NFC South. As you look at the teams now, in an overview, you've got the Saints that are returning a lot. You've got the Bucks, who've been the star of the offseason with the acquisition of Tom Brady. You've got the Falcons that are trying to rebound after an awful start to last year in a nice run towards the end of the year, middle of the season on. Then you've got the Panthers which appear to be in complete rebuild mode. It's going to be interesting. Let's take a look at it in that um, Atlanta. You know, going back last year, there were high hopes going into that 19 season. You look at why things took place. You look at the injuries, the coaching issues, um, making decisions. Uh, they reverted to Dirk Cutter as his offensive coordinator. 
Um, Dan Quinn called the shots on defense. Things didn't work. So what they did, they 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 started off into a one and seven record right before Halloween, and it looked like one of the all-time worst teams. It was a a disaster. I was impressed. As bad as they looked, I look at things, not for silver linings, but for the difficulty of how you deal with coaching issues. Um, looking at it, very, very impressed on how they were able to regroup. You know, you normally have issues where um, you've got a team that's struggling and things collapse and players jump ship and they just they, they don't buy in. To get them to buy in showed really good coaching. Now, I granted some bad decisions went into the start of the season, but there was a lot of positives. I actually applaud the patience of Arthur Blank. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I don't know if Dan Quinn is going to have the answers to rectify the problem. I do know that it was 100% the right thing to do to see if it can't be fixed. I, I think that one of the problems with teams that constantly lose is the instability that exists. I think that would have been a big problem. So I, I applaud what they did, like what they did. I don't know how well it's going to work. Now, um, it started off with that big win against the Saints and fired off a 6-2 and two finish. It was taken aback. So had it not finished that way, it wouldn't be there. Um, offensively, couldn't drive the ball down the field. I mean, they averaged, entered the bye week, averaging just barely 20 points a game. And they did it mostly in shootouts or garbage time. After the bye week, 27 points a game. Matt Ryan can still play. Okay, they, Julio Jones is still an outstanding player. Uh, Russell Gage showed pretty well when Ridley went down. That's a pretty good trio. Um, they're taking a flyer on Laquan Treadwell. I don't know how, how well that's going to work. Tight end, they lose a really good one, but they got Hayden Hurst out of Baltimore. And they took a, you know, a low-calculated risk on Todd Gurley, who if he can give them something, it'll be positive. I have been worried, still worry, and need my concerns answered positively on the offensive line. That is the key, the ability to run the football. Makes your defense better, allows them to play better games. Shootout games can get you so far, it can't get you all the way. And I know Kansas City did it this past year. But look at the frailties and the vulnerabilities that even they had. You look at that team and how they were completely down and out against the Texans, how they were down in every game. Yeah, the explosiveness got them there, but you get the feeling if they had to do it over again, they probably couldn't. But let's see. You've got to play better complementary ball, and I think that's going to be key. Um, 
The defense was a mirror image of the offense. It allowed 31 points per game before in the first half of the season, then 18 and a half points to close out the year. Much better. So we're going to see how the Falcons um, go forward, what they're able to do um, this season to start off a little bit better. Carolina appears to be in a complete rebuild. Um, You know, it's not an expansion team, but yet with a seven-year contract and a new coach with a seven-year contract, they're going to have a lot of patience. So they're going to want to build it the way they want to build it. And they lose Luke Keekley. They're going to have to rebuild there. Greg Olson's not there. Cam Newton's not there. Christian McCaffrey's the guy they're building the team around, certainly building the offensive uh, uh, team around. They're going to try to build that a little bit through free agency and then defensively through the draft. That's how they did it this year. They chose seven players in the draft. Newton quarterbacked this team from 11 to 19, injury-prone. Bridgewater comes in, not different type of player, more accurate, not as strong an arm, can't extend plays, did a good job with New Orleans. He's not with New Orleans. It's not as good a team. Joe Brady's outstanding coach, again, not a talent advantage, a huge talent disadvantage he does have with Carolina. They like P.J. Walker as their second-string quarterback, XFL guy, Temple guy, athletic, small. Will Greer was ineffective and probably doesn't have a great future there. So their future is probably not on the roster, even though they like Walker. Bridgewater is going to be the guy for now, and if we're with a better team, might work to a degree. Get the ball to McCaffrey. That's what they're going to want to do. Uh, that's what they're going to work to release the rush pressure is to dump the ball off. D.J. Moore is the team's number one receiver, yard after catch specialist. Curtis Samuel was inconsistent, 19. Um, likely going to play the number three role where his speed can really show up a little bit better against number three quarterbacks. The offensive line, which was generally poor, graded out last year, didn't get enough help this offseason. I'm not crazy about the Russell Okong hire. Matt Paradis gets paid a lot, but had a disappointing year last year. The defensively, they're switching back to a base 4-3 under rule and defense coordinator Phil Snow, who he brought with him from Baylor. Uh, learn how to stop the run. Gave up a 31 rushing touchdowns. Um, defensive front could have K1 Short, Derek Brown, Yatir Gross Matos, and Bravian Roy, um, linebacker Shaq Thompson. So they're not without talent, but not enough of it and not enough from a front line or a depth standpoint. Anything outside 
fourth place finish in the division would be a surprise in a normal year. Again, not going to be a normal year. Don't know how this is going to play out this year. But just from a roster standpoint, clearly the fourth team. The Bucks. well, we know the whole story's been about Tom Brady. Um, working with the team, having the, the uh, throwing sessions. Got Evans, you got Godwin, you got O.J. Howard, you got Cameron Brake, you got Gronk. Going to be interesting. Do they work more five, seven-step drops, get the ball downfield like Bruce Arians likes to do? Sign LaShawn McCoy. Why? That was Tom Brady's decision. That is a, I need to have the dump-off guy. Going to be interesting to see because Tom will want to get the ball out quickly and, um, you know, Bruce will want to get the ball downfield. Um, Tyler Johnson makes plays. So they've got weapons. They've got skill position guys. Um, Gronk could give them some value in spots. They've got, I think, a budding young back in Ronald Jones, but not going to be able to do as much in the passing game. Thus, the drafting of Vaughn. Thus, the signing of McCoy. And he's... He, meaning Brady, has completed more than 100 passes per year to his running back. So uh, the offensive line is going to be better just by the removal of Winston in the acquisition of Brady because of Brady's quick release and decision-making. Um, Tristan Wirfs is a guy that's a plug-and-play, young right tackle, short-armed. Bucks allowed 47 sacks last year mainly due to Winston holding the ball too long. Um, the Bucks are going to adapt to Brady. Brady's going to adapt to um, to the Bucks. Look, if you, you work it on odd downs and play action, Brady can throw the football effectively deep. I mean, he still can throw it deep pretty well. Defensively, Shaq Barrett led the NFL in sacks at the 19-and-a-half. He forced six fumbles. Earned his first trip to the Pro Bowl. Really good. Good season. Obviously, Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue. Um, Devin White got off to a slow start. Um, Todd Bowles believes in a pressure defense. White can be used in a lot more blitz situations. Levante David is so good in covering ground. Uh, the front seven is the strength, um, but they need, you know, again, another productive year of pass rush outside of Shaq. They've got length at corner with Davis and Dean. Um, they defend the ball pretty well, but they're going to be given a lot of chances to hold up in man coverage. Um so we'll see what Mike Evans and Jordan Whitehead can do. They've got some range and instincts. It's going to be interesting to see where the Bucks um, finish up because I do think <clears> – pardon me – that um, Tampa can make a run at the division, but only if the Saints come back to the pack. Saints are the team to beat. But, again, it's going to be an unusual year. 
they've been consistently good the last couple of years. Make the case they might have been the best um, team. And, and, you know, you play the what-if game, but the Minneapolis miracle, the no-call, you know, could have been to the Super Bowl uh, two years in a row. This past year, not so much. Um, Didn't have the – the success in uh, in the playoffs this past year, going down to Minnesota, it looks like offensively it's going to be one of the more potent offenses again. Um, the relationship with Sean Payton and Drew Brees is unlike any other in the league, quite frankly. Um, got some talent now, Emmanuel Sanders around him. Offensive line can hold up, drafted for that. So this has a chance to be really good. Like anything else, need to get some breaks health-wise. Um, the passing game is going to be key. Thomas is the key guy, but Sanders can open things up. Better tight end play can open things up. A healthy Alvin Kamara, which he was not last year, can really open things up and allow the Saints to have the balance to finish teams. Because the defense is good, but it's about the ability to play complementary ball that's made them successful. And when they fall in short, it's because they couldn't do that as well. Its defensive performance under Dennis Allen for three years has been really good. It's pretty deep. Um, it's pretty good. Cam Jordan's outstanding. Onamata is a rising star. Um Malcolm Jenkins comes back. Um, You know, I think Lattimore and Jenkins have the ability to be pretty solid at corner. Uh, Marcus Davenport and Sheldon Rankins have flashed. Stay healthy, play well, and you got something. You got a really good defense. Um, Anzalone, Alex Anzalone and Kiko Alonso returned from injuries. Uh, big issues. It's always about injuries, of course, to be able to to get your personnel to stay healthy. But I do think going into the season, the overall roster advantages with the Saints, and I certainly would put Tampa second, Atlanta third, and then again, we'd put the Panthers fourth. Uh, Kevin asked a question, and you've got if you've got a question, send it to me, and I will address it here. Um, go to contact Chris at LandryFootball.com, and we will address it for you. Uh, Kevin asks, um, and we appreciate it. He says he's been laying low with the questions. Hey, feel free, Kevin, Richard, all of you guys that like to ask questions, any of you, send it to me at contact Chris, and I'll address it here on Scouts Eye on Pro Football and Scouts Eye on College Football. Um, he said he read an article about Donnie and how he's launching a quasi-scouting operation called The Hub. Can you explain the intricacies? Um, Kevin, it's not a scouting operation. It's a, it's a workout uh, operation. It's, a, it's, in essence, a training situation. All it does is taking guys, the, 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 the emphasis is on players who are what we call street-free agents, guys that are not with the team, that you, what we do in the league is bring those guys in for visits from time to time. Well, 
all he's doing is part of an operation that is going to organize building off of the regional camps, you know, like the scouting combine, when um, you you have the indie combine, then you have the, the regional combines, the smaller combines that players can go to that weren't invited to the combine. This is taking players who are eligible to sign with a team. But we're going to kind of put little hub centers to where these guys can come for a workout like a pro day once we get over COVID and all that, um, to where it would make more use of the time, send a scout to that. Uh, but it's not a scouting operation. You said, is the, does it have the potential to become the predominant scouting operation? Well, it's not even a scouting operation. Uh, an agent or a business operation from an agent's not going to develop a scouting operation for the NFL. Um, the the NFL personnel, the, the the personnel director scouts, they run that, and the combine is done so that the personnel could could uh, could look at could um, evaluate players in person. So all this is, if you want to put it, it's not a scouting operation. It is like a combine of sorts, mini little combine workouts for players who don't have a home yet and is trying to find one, and it's a little bit better than bringing those guys in individually. So that's the whole process there. Richard, uh, I'm going to answer this question here. said, you mentioned uh, about quarterbacks with audibles. Uh, This is in a previous podcast, uh, like Omaha with Peyton Manning and Sunday uh, what does words like Alpha and Linda mean, particularly when it comes to audibles? Uh, the words are just meaning uh, means to whatever it wants it to mean. Okay, so Omaha doesn't mean anything in and of itself. What it means, it's the audible to where the snap count is coming. So uh, Alpha, Linda mean nothing particularly. It's what it means, whatever you want it to mean. Um, he said that Peyton Manning was able to turn his, um, I mentioned that Peyton Manning would turn his Omaha into a hard count. Can you explain how a quarterback can change his audible into a hard count? Well, you basically, when you hear Omaha or whatever the phrase is, Alpha, Lindy, whatever you want to call it, then the snap's going to be, you know, you say on one. Well, what that means is, the first snap after I say the cold word, which is Omaha. So you might say, you know, change your cadence up by giving a signal like, you know, Omaha with another tag with another that changes the snap count, meaning we're going to go on the snap count, first snap count after Omaha. But if I say, Omaha stakes. That means we're switching a snap count to two. So that basically is Omaha stakes. Hot, hot. Just as a way to change it up. So as they start to get a little bit of a bead, you can stay ahead of them. So that's how you do it. Um, Silent counts go on. um, Basically, you tap. You do not move on a silent count. 
the the center does it, and it's the it's communicated between the quarterback to the center. So it's tap on the butt on the side on top of the you know it's 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 a it's silent, and it's only noticeable by the quarterback and the center. What was my assessment of Tom Olivadati as a head coach? Uh, Tom was a good defense coordinator. Um, worked for Sula. Worked in the Miami Hurricane days. Did a nice job. Around for a while, did a solid job. What was your scouting evaluation of Corey Dillon out of Washington? Corey was a really big physical back, had some off-the-field character issues that hurt his draft stock, but was really good. Zach Thomas was a playing fool. I mean, he was just a too short, not fast, just made tons of plays, really, really good player. And you asked me about Will Shields out of Nebraska. Will Shields was outstanding. I mean, he was strong as a – as an ox, as a run block, really could get his back low and square, come off the ball, pretty solid pass protection. So he's very, very good. Hey, a reminder again about a couple of things. Check out all of our podcasts over at the Landry Football Twitch channel where you can watch the channel, you can watch these shows on the channel, then you can certainly uh, consume this podcast or any of the podcasts by signing up for Landry Football's conference call. You can check it all out at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer that's in play for just a little bit longer, and uh, we will, um, uh, you know, uh, go back to the normal price here in a week or so. So take advantage of it. What do we do behind there? We give you film room analysis, inside information going on around the league. Uh, from a coaching and scouting perspective. So that's what you want. That's what you want to get. Then that's where you go. And check it out. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting season. Uh, But we're going to take you through it. I promise you. But everything from recruiting to uh, evaluating college players to evaluating players that are draft prospects to evaluating NFL players, evaluating teams and schemes, we got it all for you. All brought to you by our great friends at um, 401k Generation. Um, whether it's a 401k or an IRA, they can help you. They're licensed in all 50 states. Call Eddie and his team at 1 866 998 5879. That's 1 866 998 5879. Appreciate you joining us. Check on over and listen to us on Scout's Eye on college football. And uh, check with us next Tuesday as we come back with another edition of Scouts Eye on Pro Football, Scouts Eye on College Football. We appreciate you.